Welcome to The Body Nerd Show, empowering you with the super uncomplicated things you need to know about self-care and movement so that you can wake up every day pain-free. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and it's time. Let's get nerdy! Hey, 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 welcome back to episode two of The Body Nerd Show. This week, I'm sharing some myths about being a body nerd, which is obviously the title of the show. It's a title that I use for myself quite often. And I find that some members of my Facebook community are a little hesitant to call themselves a body nerd. And so I wanted to just come right out and address some of those concerns that I think you might be having about if you too can call yourself a body nerd. And I'm going to tell you right now, you can absolutely call yourself a body nerd. (laughs) So let's start with myth number one, which is you already have to be a nerd. And to me, being nerdy just means that you're curious. It means that you are willing to ask questions rather than sitting back and sort of waiting for the answer. It means that you're being open to try new things, even if you're not sure if they'll work, even if you're not sure if it's uh, even, you know, makes sense to do, but you're still open to it. Um, And really to have the sense of not being afraid of what you'll find. You know, sometimes things do hurt if you do them or it is kind of precarious, but you don't know unless you try And I will mention that when you are in chronic pain or you have an injury, that circle of what you can do pain-free is pretty small, but that doesn't mean to stop moving completely, right? Let's start within that small circle of what we can do pain-free and expand that. So that to me is part of that being open to try new things, not being afraid of what you'll find. And if you are willing to do those things, You're already a body nerd in my mind. Myth number two is that you have to know it all already. And I am the first to admit, I definitely don't know it all. Not at all. Now, when I went into my first cadaver dissection in 2013, actually, that's not true. It wasn't my first cadaver dissection because I had studied um, cadavers in university. Um, We spent the entire winter quarter, 10 weeks, um, with about, I want to say, eight hours a week in the lab, which meant that my poor roommate, bless her, shout out to you, Dira, love you, girl, (laughs) and she had to put up with the stinkiest of stinky clothes. If you've ever been in a cadaver lab, because of the formaldehyde and the embalming fluids, um, it all soaks into your clothing, it soaks into your hair, it soaks into your contacts. So I couldn't wear contacts for a whole quarter. But I felt like I had already served my time, right? And that those hours and hours of cadaver lab work meant I would know it all. But when I walked into a cadaver lab with my teacher, Gil Headley, who is an amazing body nerd, Um, super compassionate about the body and human anatomy. And honestly, if you want to do your own dissection, if you are interested in this, I would highly recommend him. So at university, I didn't get to do the cutting. Um, And when I did my dissection with Gil, I actually did. And I know all of you are probably thinking that I'm like a little bit Dexter and I'm not, I swear, I swear. But what I learned at that dissection 
was that I knew nothing because everything I thought I knew about the body, every picture I had seen in my textbooks that showed, you know, oh, this body part is here and this nerve is always here and it always looks that way. In a real body, nothing looks like it does in the book. The books are all the perfect representation. They are some artist's idea of what the body would look like, but in reality, they're not. So if you feel like you have to know it already, I'm here to tell you you don't need to know it already. Not at all. And if anything, my years of studying the body, even after that uh, dissection in 2013, is that I know nothing and that miracles can happen, amazing things can happen, and I never assume that I know what to expect. Now, that's not to say that there aren't some things that will happen, right? If you never move, you're going to get stiff. That's going to happen. But other elements of it, like I'm never surprised. I guess that is the, the end conclusion that the body is beautifully complicated but it's also simple right and there's those things that we can anticipate happening you're going to get stronger if you do strengthening moves um you are going to improve your posture if that's what you work on um you know if you stub your toe i know it's going to get inflamed and bruised but i also am constantly surprised at what the body can do so you don't have to know it all already and if you feel like you know nothing you're in the right place Because I feel that way sometimes too. Myth number three is that when you become a body nerd, you'll never have another injury. Well, that definitely hasn't been the case for me. Um, If you have been following along on my newsletter, um, I've hurt my back recently. This past summer, I fell out of a boat onto a rock and bruised it quite significantly. So that was a complete accident. Um, My original back injury, my origin story, if you will, that I talked about in last week's episode, um, you know, that one was my poor moving mechanics. I'll own up to that. I've had shoulder issues, um, you know, subluxing biceps tendons, which if you've done that, you know, it's no fun. Um, Knee pain, IT band issues. I mean, you name it. I've been there. Plantar fasciitis been there, done that. And the point is, when you are a body nerd, you don't become a superhero. That would be completely awesome if that was the case. But what you gain is a better understanding of what the next step is. Should you ice? Should you take out your therapy ball? Should you rest? Should you call a doctor? When you know what your next best step is, because you have explored and you have asked those questions and you know your body best, then you can make a better choice. Right. Understanding more about the body means, you know, more so that you make a better choice about what that next step is instead of doing nothing or just doing something that you think might work, but you're not really sure if it will work. And, you know, stay tuned. I will continue to talk more about icing, what it does, what to do about inflammation and all of those things uh, so that you will know exactly what your next best step will be. But just know accidents happen, things happen. And it's not that you are impervious to injury. It's that you know what to do and you know what to treat without having to wait for a care provider, without having to make an appointment, without having to, you know, get all oiled up on the massage table, which is like my least favorite thing. You're all slippery after that, (laughs) right? But as a body nerd, you know what to do for your next best step, which means you are faster on your way to feeling better. 
Myth number four is that you have to work out and study hours and hours a day. There's no fun because you're just so nerdy. You're studying all the time. That's not true. Come on. So for me, I work out three times a week and the workouts are a little bit different. Um, You know, sometimes I'll go on a hike with my dog like I did this morning. Um, Other days I'll do a more high intensity, um, kind of like high intensity interval training with some weights. Um, And then I'll do a workout on my own. Sometimes that's just body weight. Sometimes that is with weight. It just depends. But that's three times a week. There's seven days a week and I am definitely not working out in the traditional sense every single day. Um, I read nerdy books when I want. And then I also read Harry Potter, although that probably makes me a nerd too. That's all right. Uh, What I will say I've gained is a better understanding of what I'm reading when I choose to read things of a more technical nature. For example, I just finished a book by Matthew Walker called Why We Sleep, and a friend had recommended it to me, and she said, you know, it's a little bit technical, you know, it might be hard, Um, but I knew what he was talking about, and that's not because I am smarter or better um, or nerdier. It's just because I've read a bunch of stuff. So you have a better understanding of what you're reading, even when it's like the drug interactions on a prescription or something like that, Um, and to me, that knowledge is invaluable because if you understand what you're reading, then you are able to make the decisions, not just take what a care provider tells you at face value. And going back to workouts, you don't have to get sweaty every single day to consider yourself a body nerd. You just have to move a little bit more on a regular basis. So like I said, I work out three times a week but I'm walking every single day. Having the dog really helps. So while you guys are saying, oh, it's too dark outside or "Hmm, it's too cold, we're out there, me and Ella, in the rain all the time. So I move every day, but it doesn't look like your traditional workout. So you don't have to work out and study hours a day, uh, but you might find that you just start to because you realize that your body feels better the more that you move. And it does. Myth number five is that you have to wear five-finger shoes and natural fibers to be considered a body nerd. I was trying to think of something ridiculous, but look, you can still wear heels and be a body nerd. You can still sit and slouch and cross your legs and still be a body nerd. What'll change is that you'll probably be a little bit more aware of the effect of those things on your body. You'll feel the fatigue in your feet when you wear heels. You'll feel how your knees and back have to kind of change to allow you to wear heels. But as a body nerd, you take the action to recover. So you wear your cute shoes. I mean, come on, they're super cute. But then when you get home, you probably stretch your feet and your hips. Maybe you sit on the floor, right? It's, again, being knowing enough so that you can take action towards something that is going to make you feel better. And so that sense of curiosity, that sense of knowing that allows you to take action, that's all it means to be a body nerd. And so if you are open to that, welcome. Come on in. I'm so happy to have you here um, in this body nerd community where we can ask better questions, we can move more, and just get nerdy. And no, you don't have to wear hemp fibers. You can if you want, but that doesn't make you any nerdier. (laughs) Hopefully that gives you an idea of if you are a body nerd. And the answer is yes. Yes, you are a body nerd. And 
If you enjoyed this week's episode, do me a huge favor and leave a review on your podcast platform of choice and let me know what your favorite part was. If you're not into public displays of affection, that's cool too. No big deal. Share this with a friend, family member, or the cashier at Trader Joe's and help spread the word that your body is super cool, you can be in control, and living pain-free every day can be a reality. I'll see you next week. Life without pain is possible. And if you're ready to break up with all the things you're doing that are only giving you temporary relief, I've got just the thing. Head on over to aewellness.com slash show to download a free checklist with nine things to soothe yourself when you're in pain. It doesn't have to be complicated and it won't take you more than 15 minutes a day.